welcome to the Nerd Party. Maximum warp. Punch it. Punch it. Punch it, Bishop! Punch it. Punch that shit! Let's punch it. everybody and welcome to Punch It! Writing in Star Trek. This is episode 115. My name is Charlene Schmidt and with me as always is... Tristan Riddell. Tristan Riddell, I adore you, sir. Do you know why? Oh, thank you. I, I, <laughs> it's my hair. You like that little flip that comes up in the front, don't you? You know, I do like your hair. It suits you, you very well. <laughs> and hair is a feature that I, I do pay extra attention to. I'll put it that way. But that's not what we're here to talk about. What we're here to talk about, the reason why I adore you, is the fact that recently we got a note from a longtime listener named Andrew. He said, I appreciate the way you guys interact on this show. You're cooperative. You find ways to meet in the middle, compromise, and build off of what you do rather than argue and fight and try to one-up one another. And he said, that's really refreshing. So Andrew, first off, thank you for sending in that note because it made my day. And it made me realize just what a contrast like how we naturally interact is just completely different from what you'll find on social media. We don't do this <laughs> show for like an ego trip or we're not out to beat one another. We're not declaring a winner. No, this is, I think, something that's lost a lot in our culture is the way you do get things done. The way you construct is you do have to build. You do have to compromise. You do have to kind of bounce back and forth. And I appreciate that. So thank you. Yes, uh, thank you so much, Andrew. Um, you always send us such nice emails, and it's, uh, it's so great to, to hear from you as well as everybody else uh, who has been sending us emails. We really yes. do appreciate the the listener contact. Uh, yeah, sure. You and I have known each other for a long time now, and it's interesting because we don't try to shout each other down. We're not trying to one up each other. We're not trying to prove that the other person is right. I mean, we disagree all the time. We disagree constantly, but yeah. that's just because we have different tastes and likes and things like that. But in terms of being co-hosts, we never try to put each other down. We never belittle no. each other. And it's because we're friends first and co-hosts seconds. And yes. I, it's it's something that I, I want to say can be rare online and in other shows. And I mean, there are times when we will, for you know, funny effect, we'll start yelling at each other or like blow <laughs> things out of proportions. But it's it's really just it's just for the joke. Yeah, yeah. It's not real at all. We're doing it for a little bit of a laugh. Mm -hmm. And it just uh, it just goes to show that you can have civilized conversation <laughs> while disagreeing, but at the same time, like when you're creating something with each other, like when you're trying to build something, whether it's a story or an idea, you like there's a reason why we do the show together and why it's fifty percent on everything is because we trust each other and trust each other's opinions. Most definitely, it's a very basic thing, but it means a lot that. Our friendship is built on mutual respect and admiration for one another. And if that comes through on the podcast, I'm really happy about that. So speaking of a podcast, what are we talking about today? <laughs> well, you know what was kind of fun is when we were coming up with the topic for this podcast, the very thing that makes us work, this very thing that we were just talking about was in play as we came up with this topic. I proposed an idea and my idea was, what if we put two characters we never saw on screen together. How would that look? Would they like each other? Would they hate each other? How would that dynamic work? And how would we get them there? 
you took that and you added a little twist. Why don't you tell everybody what that is? I jokingly said, oh, everybody's in the Nexus. <laughs> Let's just put everybody yeah. in the Nexus. And I said, oh my God, it'd be a free for all. Let's do that. And so, bam, that is the topic for our show. Everybody's in the Nexus. The Nexus has gone crazy. It has enveloped everybody. And now we're going to put some unlikely pairs together and see what they're going to do while they're in the Nexus. I think this is going to be a lot of fun. It could be, it will be silly. Uh, It'll be silly. It'll be interesting. It'll be dynamic. It'll just be a way to get everybody in a a metaphorical room together. And it's, yeah, I just really want to see like what clicks are created and uh, (laughs) who tries to stay away from each other. What, what crazy adventures would they go on? Because it's literally limitless. It's the Nexus. Right. So everybody from every incarnation of Trek, they're in the Nexus. Where do we want to start? Do you have an immediate thought as to who you want to see interacting together? Okay, so like, do we want to establish like who's interacting with each other? Or do we want to try to get them to the Nexus? Or do we just say that's, that's immaterial, they're just in the Nexus? They're just in the Nexus. That way we okay. don't have to deal with kind of like the backstory of how it happened. No, just the Nexus injected itself with some serious steroids and went about the galaxy just wild and took everybody. Okay. okay. Across time, across space, everything. We don't even need to worry about timey-wimey, which is what makes this topic so much fun. We don't have to worry about the dynamics of how we're going to get these people together. They just are. Okay. So essentially, everybody's dead and in heaven. How do do they interact with each other? Yeah, they're living in paradise. Okay. Okay. So... It's just these characters, like no one else. Like it's it's just these people, just the main characters that we know about from the incarnations of Trek. Yes, the characters All we right. already know and love. So uh, you immediately think about a captain's roundtable. Do you remember like when they did that novel series or like oh, that yeah. book a while back? Uh huh. That's that's immediately where my brain went. Is like you see Cisco, Picard, Kirk, Janeway, Archer, and. I guess you want to say Burnham? Uh, well, that's just the issue. I mean, are we going to get Lorca and Pike in there? Are they really all going to work together? Hmm. I think, let's say that it's the season three crew of Discovery. Okay. And in which case, we don't know for sure who the captain is going to be. But you know what? I want to put Saru in there. Because he will feel... I mean, he's risen a lot. But I still think amongst legends... He has a little feeling of imposter syndrome, but he he doesn't need to worry about that. He's good. <laughs> but in his mind, he's thinking, do I belong in this group? He's going to like, yeah. be a little slow to speak up, you know? I like that. I like that. I like I'm the current, I'm the current captain of, of the USS Discovery. Yeah, yeah, I like that. I like that. Okay, so they're all together and maybe like, I think immediately, like if this was a situation, they would ask each other, okay, so how did we get here? What's going on? Like, this would be that mystery. I don't think they would accept it right away. I think oh, no. having all, all these captains together, they would be like, okay, so do we leave? Do we stay? Or do we, what's the difference? What's what's the matter? But I think, actually, you know what? I'm so, cl- I'm clinging so hard to story structure here <laughs> that uh-huh. I can't just get into the sandbox and play. Do we want to try to get out of that story structure and, yeah. and say like, you know, if this is really okay. going to be a free-for-all, let's just throw caution to the wind. Now, that said, though, you're gravitating toward a very captain-like thing. They are going to want to mm-hmm. know, how did we get here? What are we doing here? What is the mission? 
And they're probably all going to waste a lot of time trying to figure that out because for the Nexus, there's no real rhyme or reason. Right, right. Also, oh, wait, big thought. What if the Nexus is different for each and every one of them? What, what do you mean? Well, okay, you know how like when Kirk was in the Nexus, it was his cabin with Antonia. And then for Picard, it was some sort of, it was like a Christmas scene with a big family that he never had. So do they all start out that way? And then like, are we just going to converge them all? I think we have to converge them all for simplicity's sake. Let's, okay, actually, let's dissect it this way. We know where Picard would be. We know where Kirk would be. Yeah. Where would Janeway be? Would she be back in Indiana? I don't think so. No? Where would she be? I think she'd be in San Francisco. You think? Admiral Janeway? I think this is a woman who tries to be content wherever she is. And she has a mission in life. And so maybe she would be... I I guess like her mission in life is to get home. And so for her... That home is Earth, not necessarily Indiana. And yeah, okay. So I think it would just be like, it would, I think she'd be in a world where she's, yeah, she like, she's in San Francisco. The crew is home. Nobody's, nobody's dead. Nobody died. The ship survived. And I think she's just living and having a, having a cappuccino at that coffee bar that Harry went to. Exactly. I think that's what she's doing. I think like that is her heaven because she's Starfleet through and through and she's waiting on her next assignment. Okay. So if the Nexus is granting her her wish, everybody's alive, she's back home and living it up. Yeah. With unlimited coffee. Exactly. It never runs dry. (laughs) I can definitely see that. I suppose it depends on which era we're going for though because if true, it's earlier yeah. Janeway she is going to be back in Indiana with Mark and a few puppies Ooh, sort yeah. of like, like I'm thinking persistence of vision but if we're going for a season five or a season seven Janeway yeah yeah that's what I'm thinking like a season five Janeway that's exactly what I was thinking okay of. in which case then your interpretation is 100% correct now with Cisco I think he would be on Bajor with his wife and a newborn baby. I think that's where he would be. Yeah, a season seven Cisco. Yeah, season yeah. seven Cisco. I think he would be because he in season seven he said, or it might have been season six. He said that he'll go wherever Starfleet sends him. Like if he's on a ship or if on another station or back on Earth, he'll go wherever he needs to go. But home for him is Bajor. It's now Bajor, and he would definitely want to be around raising his young son. Absolutely, 100%. So that's where I feel like he would be. Like you'd see him have that life, that amazing life, just like he had with Jennifer and Jake, but instead he has with um, with his uh, with his new wife. Yeah. And, um, now, yeah. as fascinating as this is, we're not necessarily pairing people together. We're kind of going off of our thesis. So, no, we're setting we're setting the we're setting the scene. We're setting the. Uh, but how? Okay, how do they all converge though? I mean, we're, we're basically playing Star Trek Generations, but with a lot more people. Yes. I think what we could do, at least to establish the captains, is that like they're each in their own place. And after time goes on, maybe Picard, this happened the fastest. With Kirk, 70 years went by in a blink of an eye, but Picard hmm. did it within a couple of seconds. He realized it was wrong. I feel like some of those people get together where like Cisco's living it up, Janeway feels that it's wrong. Picard feels that it's wrong. Right. After Janeway's had her fifth cup of coffee 
and she's not jumped yeah. to warp and she's not super stressed out she realizes this is not my life <laughs> Exa- honestly honestly something like that and so i feel like idea sorry to cut okay. you off but idea once everybody realizes that this is not reality they all end up in kind of like this weird blank space this room together and that's how they come together and then it's like okay now where are we what are we doing and then we have to have the interaction while they figure out the puzzle of what the heck is going on and that's how we make them interact i don't i don't don't know if i like the blank space i I like everything that you said except for the blank space idea okay i think like it would be interesting where you know you, you talked about how we're basically doing generations but with everybody if janeway like say picard is the first one to do it and Janeway does it at the same time somehow because they realize that it's wrong they have an easier way to find each other and so they're kind of drawn to each other and maybe that's kind of the rationale of the Netflix is uh, of the Netflix (laughs) 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 of the Nexus I was wondering if that was going to happen is that like if you are aware that something's wrong you're somehow drawn to each other you find each other in a specific type of way and so Janeway and Picard find each other we're like Picard's like okay what do I do where do I go okay well I'll go back to San Francisco that's what I'm gonna do and so he imagines himself in San Francisco and then Janeway sees Picard and goes like hey whoa whoa where'd you just come from or something like that okay all right that would be kind of cool so we have now paired Janeway and Picard now we have seen them on screen together ish she was on a on a view Mm -hmm. screen but nevertheless that happened these two are going to now i have a feeling they're so determined they've got to figure out what's going on and how do we get ourselves out of this i feel like that's their mission now 100 percent. i think that's i think we're going (laughs) we've gone back and forth on not doing a story doing a story doing (laughs) a sandbox and now we're back to our roots because we're storytellers we're so ingrained yeah yeah so I think with that, with Picard and Janeway, they're like, okay, let's figure out how we got here. And she says, like, what year is it for you? And it's like, oh, it's, tw- you know, it's it's 2376. And she's like, well, what year is it for you? I was like, oh, it's 2381 or something like that, you know, whatever. Yeah. And um, so they so realize like, that they've crossed time and space to make a pull from another Nerd Party podcast title. And and they they say that, like, okay, well, Picard goes, well, I was on... I was on Viridian three and this happened or, and Janeway's like, well, I was in the Delta quadrant and this happened or, you know, something like, or maybe we make it different for Picard. So it doesn't involve Viridian three. Maybe it's something else. I don't know. But they okay. all say like, okay, we were on a mission doing X. Picard's like, we were do- like, we were exploring X too. And Janeway's like, yeah, we just discovered X, you know, like something like that. And so there's some sort of link and it brings them into the Nexus. And then they're like, okay, well, let's figure out if we can find other people. And that's when, let's see, who pops up? Who is their guide? Because someone needs to be their guide, right? Guinan. Do we make it Guinan? <laughs> I feel like that's a little too much of a pull. I mean, would we... This is not the correct choice, though. It, I mean, Kirk, we know he was in the Nexus. But I, I, I say, don't know. I, I kind of feel like we ought to veer toward other couples finding each other and then maybe see if we can't tie it together. Well, maybe Picard and Janeway, like Janeway says, like, well, in this reality that I'm in, like, Picard, you're in my reality now. And she Uh says, in my reality, my crew is home. So let's talk to them and see if they remember. Let's find other people in the crew. Now, not everybody is going to necessarily have the same fantasy in the Nexus, but somebody's likely to be 
close-ish. I have a feeling like Harry would be. That's exactly what I was going to say. Like that's yeah. <laughs> right because he's going to be thrilled that he's home. He's probably going to be back with Libby, but he too he's done this before. He mm-hmm. knows when something's a little off. So immediately, yeah. bam, in pops Harry. Absolutely. They find Harry and they go through the song and dance. And he says, he's like, God, I hate when this happens. <laughs> <laughs> well, we need to go to France now and find Tom because he's going to be in Sandrine's. Yeah. And so like we basically just have like this, we have this series of they're, they're like, okay, well, we're all going to find the crew. And Picard's like, okay, well, I have a crew too. Like, let's go. Like, let's go find them. And they, and they all do that. And they all basically create a caravan within this nexus. So, yeah, just like little like chain link by chain link, finding more and more people. And then they say they're like, okay, well, the more people that they find, the more people that they realize are like who realize who, that they don't belong. And the whole the same thing happens again, like with Janeway and Picard, but multiplied where like, let's say Kira, her mother is still alive in this ah, reality okay uh-huh and she's just like this no this isn't right this isn't right and then yeah. all of a sudden all of a sudden she's transported to this caravan and kai win is being nice to her everything is wrong <laughs> and then and then picard and jane were just like who are you we don't know who you are and she's like i'm kira naris i'm a you know like i'm a major on deep space nine and picard's like deep space nine deep space nine that's that's a uh, captain cisco's post like, I wonder if he's here. And they try to find a way. And they say, like, and they said, Major, where would he be? And um, she says, well, he would probably be on Bajor like I was. Yeah. And then they go to Bajor. And then like, bam, they, they, they're in Bajor. And so, and I think that, Cap, I think Captain Cisco is like Captain Kirk, where he's just like, he's like, nope, this is great. This is great. Yeah. There are going to be some people who just think this is awesome. Because I was thinking, what would Sylvia Tilly be doing and I have a, a proposal she and Pri- or not Prime Kelvin versus Kirk they're just going to get it on with a beer pong game they're going to be <laughs> oh, there together and they're like let's have a party let's get some music going let's get some drinks in us let's have a good time this is everything I could possibly want it to be and so they're busy for a while they're going to show up to the party a little late and a little buzzed I like that idea except for Kelvin verse I think we should keep Kelvin verse no, out of no, it I'll come- this is a free for all we're crossing time and space and universes. It doesn't matter. It's the Nexus. I know, but it just, it feels Also, like... Prime Kirk is not going to get drunk. But Kelvin vs. Kirk will. Here's the wrench, is Kelvin vs. Spock. After he's had a conversation or two with Spock Spock, because that's, I think, what the Nexus would be for him initially, and then him realizing, oh yeah, you're supposed to be dead. That's not cool. That's and the thing. I don't really interject. want to deal with doppelgangers. Like, that's the thing. Like, I don't want multiple versions of multiple people because then we have to bring up multiple. Sorry, like, it's already crazy complicated. Let's just stick to the prime <laughs> universe. Oh, fine. Okay, so they go to Cisco and, like, I think they kind of, maybe Picard and Janeway, they leave the caravan behind. They're just like, okay, everybody stay in this kind of reality. Just think about this Hawaiian waterfall, you know, like, and just stay here. <laughs> And so they go to Bajor, and maybe they take Kira. They take Kira with them. Okay, and yeah. But then Cisco is happy with this life. He, even if he does realize that it's a little bit off, he's thinking, this is great. Do maybe Picard and Janeway split off, and then Kira stays with Cisco as a possible link to reconnect mm. later? 
may, oh, maybe that's a good idea. Like Cisco says, like, listen, I don't care if it's not real. I don't care. Like, it's real to me. Like, I'm probably never going to get this again or something like that. Or maybe his brain just refuses to believe it where he's just like, no, this is real. You're wrong. And Janeway and Picard are just like, okay, we'll come back for you. And Kira's like, I'm staying with my emissary. I like it. It makes sense that Cisco would be the one to say, look, how do you not know that this isn't reality? It's very real to me. And maybe he's just like, I spent time with the prophets. Reality is what you make of it and blah, blah, blah. And then then maybe later on, Picard and Janeway, the point that they make to bring him back, they're like, your real wife is out there. Your real son is about to be born. Mm. If that's the case, aren't you leaving them behind? The real ones. And so that's uh-huh. what gets him later on in this whatever story. Like that that's what get him gets him to realize that it's all fake. It's all it's all wrong. All right. Cool. So then we can circle back, pick up Cisco and Kira. But in the meantime, where do they go next? Well, I think we I think we save Kirk for last. Okay. Any reason? No. Okay. <laughs> Just to, I guess, I don't know. William Shatner doesn't need as big of a starring role is that it no 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 i think okay i i i think we go to kirk next and then do the whole song and dance and he's like you're right it's it's not real that scared the hell to me every single time and now i don't feel anything like when he jumped with the horse and everything sure sure and so he says he's like listen let's find your crew (laughs) wait what if he just shows up and he's on a horse and they're like where the hell did you come from and why are you on a horse there's no horses on bajor there you, you go. Said, I like that. What's Bajor? <laughs> like, yeah, he was drawn. Like, he was drawn to the rest of the caravan because that's when he realized it was fake. Yeah, and yeah. So maybe, like, maybe he's not drawn to Bajor, but he's drawn to the caravan, and he shows up on. A, like, how epic is that? Like, Kirk just shows up on a horse. horse? <laughs> like, like freaking Gandalf the White. You know, just like, yeah. like I'm here. Perfect. And it, okay. And then he says, like, okay, well, let's go find your crew and. Maybe that's when they find Spock, and Spock is able to somehow find a link. He's like, do you guys not get this? They're like, obviously not, Spock. Spill the beans. <laughs> and yeah. he says, "It's like we're all linked because of this. And so we need to think about what happened in history to find other people who were linked to this. And that's when Spock's like, the only other person that I can think, the only other crews that I can think of that were linked to this were the NX-01 as well as the USS Discovery. <laughs> What's the USS Discovery? We're not supposed to know about that. Right. It, yeah. And then and, and that's box where it's just like, well, no one's supposed to know about that, but I do. <laughs> you know what I would love is if somehow the Discovery caused all of this or something just because that that would be so fitting. Why not? Like where make, maybe it's not the Nexus that we're in, but like some sort of huge rip. Some weird time, time trap. Some weird time trap where that by them going to the future and using, you know, the, the Red Angel stuff and everything like that, it ripped the universe a new one. Mm, and yeah, or something with a spore drive, yada, yada. Tech the or tech. maybe it was, it was the, maybe it is the Nexus where it's just like by them going, like because season three hasn't happened yet. They actually found a portal because they use the same wavelength, quote unquote, the same frequency, quote unquote. Yeah, that, yeah, yeah. Like that was a one in a billion shot that was the same frequency and wavelength of the Nexus. And so that's what they went to instead Ooh. of the future. They went to the Nexus. Love and it. that somehow drew everybody else who was working on that frequency at the time into the Nexus. Love it. So should we jump over to the Discovery now? 
how about Paul Stamets? Okay, so like, but let's but let's link this. So oh, okay. So so like Spock says this. He says he's like the only other people. Like okay, so Archer is not like we don't know about Archer. Not like, yet. Prime Spock is just like okay. If I remember correctly, well, like he says he's like this all makes sense to him. And he says, he's like, Captain Janeway, what were you doing at that time? Oh, we were discovering X. And he's like, okay, what frequency was your were your shields at? This. And he's like, okay. And then he says, he's like, Captain Kurt. And then he says, like, uh, Captain Picard, what were your shields at? He's like, I don't know. Ask Jordy. And Jordy's like, yeah, they were at this. Wait, where did Jordy come from? Well, no, they, Picard went and picked up his whole crew, just like Janeway went and picked up oh, her Oh, okay, crew. they're already together. We made that jump. I, okay. Yeah, they're already there at, in Hawaii, remember? With the caravan, they're part of the caravan. And so they all put their brain power together. And that's when Spock's like, okay, so in this one in a trillion shot, our shields were all operating at the same frequency at this time when Discovery traveled to the future on this frequency and ripped all of us in. Made some weird subspace fissure or what have you. And here we all are. Now, of course, even as a Star Trek fan, you're just like, Really? <laughs> like <laughs> the defiant yeah. Voyager Enterprise NX01, 1701, all of them at the same time? Really? Right. Yeah, <laughs> the ultimate collision across all time and space. Yes, you know it. Here we this go. Is, this is the only way that we could think of getting everybody together, so calm down, listeners. <laughs> <laughs> and we're completely going against our initial idea, which was that we weren't going to worry about the mechanics of it. So yeah. can we jump back then to character interactions? Yeah. So I think we still need to button it up, but we'll go to character interactions. So like all of this can happen in a blink of an eye or in a hundred million years, you know, because it's the nexus. True. So like people can have entire families before they leave, if they ever leave. Yeah. Is that something some people would want? I mean, what if Tom and Bellana are watching their daughter grow up and they just think it's the coolest thing ever? I think that's one thing that they do. I think that's a great idea is that Tom and Balana are just like, okay, everybody stay with the caravan. And they say, listen, we've discovered that time has no meaning here. Balana and I are going to live our lives the way that we want off of Voyager. I mean, when you find a way off, come find us. And then when they do, they're in their 90s and <laughs> they're living by the seashore. They have great grandchildren surrounding them. Yes. And they say, hey, it's time to go. They're like, Okay. Because they've lived these long, fulfilling lives. They kind of know what this future is about. Yeah. So it's like a little bit of inception in there, Uh you know, where it kind of trickles in where they're just like, okay, like we lived our life here. Let's go live the one on Voyager again. (laughs) Yeah. But meanwhile, they are having fun with it. They are enjoying it. That brings up a question. Who else is going to enjoy it? Because we have the captains focusing on trying to solve the problem. They've gotten people rounded up together and they're all on an island, kind of like lost. They're all together. (laughs) We have to go back. (laughs) We have to go back, Kate. Um, (laughs) That's that's how it's going to end. Oh my God. Lostception. Lostception. Nice. Yeah, I think that's how it... So how how do... Let's get some cross-series contamination here. Yes, let's do Tom and Bellana would go and do that. So... One, I've always, always hardcore shipped Data and Seven. I always thought that would be super Ooh, fascinating. They would get along quite well. Yes, I think they would. they would go and explore together. Like they would go. Obviously, they have they have family issues, yeah. and so would they do something with that? Like would they try to 
like would data go and try to figure out why his father created him in that way would he would no. seven try to figure out why her parents took her along on a dangerous trip um or <laughs> like what do they do together honestly i think the most basic thing for them is they have a mutual interest in exploring their humanity they have different ways of doing it but seeing those two doing that together and exchanging notes basically uh, I think would be of mutual benefit to the both of them. That'd be interesting, like if they uh, all those characters got together. So like you'd have to Paul, you'd have Data, you'd have the Doc. Basically, all those like you'd have Spock. So basically, all the all the science officers would kind of get <laughs> along and get together. You think? And all and all like the artificial life forms and whatnot. I don't know. Like I feel like that would be one click. I feel like to Paul would get bored really fast and leave the conversation and go somewhere else. Yeah, you're probably right. And also, we didn't talk about the NX-01, but... Eh, we did. But Archer, he's there. They found him. Yada, yada, yada. Yada, 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 yada. Uh, if we're going to make that leap, let's make that leap. I know this is a really basic idea, but I feel like you would kind of see everybody get together where it's just like all the engineers would get together, all the first officers would get together, all the security personnel would get together just to kind of like contrast and compare each other. And like that would be their click. So they're basically just creating their job cliques. Yeah, it'd be like a job. It would be a job click. And I'm not saying like they would spend the entire time there. But like if they had an issue, if there was a problem where they needed to figure out what to do and where to go, I feel like those people would naturally gravitate to each other. Because I would love to see Trip and Scotty together. I'd love to see Trip, Scotty, and Jordy together. I would love to see those three have a conversation. I want to see Trip, Jordy, Scotty, and Stamets working together. Holy crap. There's going to be a lot of... No, no, no. My way, my way, my way, my way. I think that would be that would be towards the end of our story where they need to find the discovery. They find the NX-01. Like, that's the last leg. They're like, okay, we found the NX-01. Then they're like, okay, we're all together. How do we get to the discovery? How do we figure out where they are? And Spark's like, I have no idea where they are. Like in the Nexus or outside of it. Mm. I think this is where Jet Reno comes in. Ooh. She's going to find a way to make a call out and hone everybody back to Discovery. Ah, I like that. I she like duct tapes something. I don't know. But let's get back to clicks and interactions. Yes. I, I like that the captains are, they're working on the problem. Is everybody else working on the problem or are they enjoying themselves? I think it's a little mixture of both. You've got some people who maybe are going to play around for a little bit, but then get serious. You're going to have people who are living in denial, like Cisco. And then you're going to have people who, like the captains, realize this is a construct. This is an artificial creation. How do we get out of this? What about characters like Uhura or Chekhov or Sulu? Do you suppose they're going to get a little carried away in the fantasy for a little bit? Or do you think they're going to be on the more serious side? I think they're going to get carried away. I think so, too. Because, like, if, if anything that we've seen in TOS is that like whenever there's something like this that happens on the ship, everybody gets carried away except for Spock. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, they all get kind of wound into it. And maybe, I don't know, would it be kind of fun? I almost said, should we have them together? But we're trying to contrast with other people that we haven't seen Mm -hmm. on screen together. So who could we bring together? Like if we want to do the departmental thing, do we have Uhura and Hoshi having a heyday? Uh, Maybe they're having a sing-off. I don't know. (laughs) I think it would be really interesting to see Uhura find Hoshi and just have straight up hero worship 
where she's just like, oh my God, you're Hoshisato. You do not understand how much I know about you. I know everything you've done. I've read all of your biographies, you know, like that kind of thing. Okay, so a little bit of hero worship. I love it. So then Hoshi's taken aback a little bit. Who are you and how do you know me and why? Like you developed the UT, you know, like you did this. Right. You know? Yeah. And then they can just totally geek out on languages and oh my gosh, they would have a lot of fun. Yeah. I would love to see, people are going to hate me for this, Uh-oh. but I would love to see Scotty Onohura. I know we're not, this isn't cross-contamination, but I'd love to see Scotty Onohura. I'd love to see TOS movie-aged people. Mm. And so I would love to see Scotty and Ohura as TOS movie age. So they're, they're retirement age. And Scotty's just like, do you want to try this? And Ohura's like, yeah, I really do. And then all of a sudden we see them in TOS 60s era, like original series era, where they're younger. Uh-huh. And they live a life together, kind of like Tom and Bellana. Huh. I've always loved the two of them together. And I know not everybody does. No, I, I mean, I kind of ship them but not really i mean maybe if there had been more of a kinship earlier on i'd be on board for it but yeah it just sort of seemed to come out of nowhere and like really these two I get no it. scotty's married to the enterprise we know that i get it i really do i really do <laughs> but what if they had started sooner now that would be interesting so then we could see them building a life do they stay on the enterprise i think they have to are they going to be the pioneers of this idea that maybe there should be families on starships? Because ultimately, that's kind of a part of people's lives. And if you're going to serve in space, maybe that's a concession you have to make. Yeah. Yeah. See, I love that. I love that. <laughs> so that would be kind of cool. Sure. Okay. Who else can we pair up? What would be a lot of fun? Who's going to really hate each other? <laughs> Ooh, yeah, 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 yeah. I don't know why I immediately went to people hating on each other. I guess just because it would be fun to watch them argue. Let's see. Like somebody who's fast and loose with the Prime Directive and someone who's really a stickler for it. Hmm. But then you're dealing with the captains. and Yeah, uh, maybe we don't go there. What about medical officers? Let's see. McCoy. I think you'd have a little bit of hero worship in the reverse direction where you'd have the Doc hero worship mccoy oh and mccoy is not going to be really digging on him too much because he's a hologram yeah mccoy doesn't trust the doc where he's because he doesn't understand him okay so is the doctor trying really hard to prove his worth to mccoy and show off a little bit and mccoy is not having it yeah 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 i think so like go back and play with your robot friend and uh he even says why are you even here aren't we in heaven boy you don't have no soul, you know, something like that. <laughs> oh, wow, getting really down to the the heart of the matter, huh? Yeah. But we do need to have a McCoy moment where he has that sort of dialogue. My God, man. Yeah, it, it, you have to. You have to. You have to. I don't think Chakotay and Riker would like each other. No. No. The bitter hatred would be under the tongue, but so apparent. It'd be there. It'd uh-huh. be there. Uh-huh. That would be that would be cool because if the first officers aren't necessarily working together, there's a little bit of a problem. I love pig-headed Riker. I really do. Like I love I love Riker in Best of Both Worlds. Like when he's getting after Shelby and and everything like that. And uh, I think Chakotay is defensive of Janeway. Like maybe maybe Riker is a little short with Janeway on a, on a few of her ideas. And Chakotay's like, Hey, buddy, how about you watch it? <laughs> <laughs> and lo and behold, Chakotay does not know that. Riker and Janeway had an ill-fated date way back in the day. 
or maybe he does find out and it, he gets a little jealous and so he, he's yes. the one he's the one who kind of treats Riker a little weird yeah he finds out in this time in this story and it pisses him off like you you like the this guy, the guy with the beard? <laughs> I, wow, that never would have worked. <laughs> yeah, he gives Catherine a little bit of flack on that too. I love it. You have poor taste if that's who you were going for. And then like, you know, Riker is just like, who is this guy? And, you know, like, why does he judge me? And Troy's like, why does it matter? Um, uh, uh. <laughs> and then Jane, he is my first officer. What of it? <laughs> Meanwhile, slugging coffee. Now right. to Paul. Paul is going to be that person who injects a little bit of reality into the situation. She's going to give the straight talk, have the straight lines. I think she could have some comedic value in that based on who she's interjecting with. I think it would be, it's very obvious, but I think Tuvok and DePaul would be an interesting pair. I don't no. know if they would get together. I don't, I don't, I'm not saying get together. I don't think they would get along with Spock, but I do think Tuvok and DePaul would, would get along. I do. You think, okay, uh, yeah, that's my problem with that whole idea is they would get along too well. I think Paul needs more of a challenge. Or she comes upon a stumbling block. Like say she talks with our engineering foursome and they are just bonkers. She tries to interject a, a fairly decent idea and they are just, you know, they give her that look. Oh, Vulcan, please shut it. And <laughs> so meanwhile, maybe she goes to, to Tuvok to commiserate a little bit. That would hmm. be fun. Yeah. Just, uh, why not? Humans. Am I right? Let's get specious while we're at it. <laughs> well, I hate to say it, but Vulcans of her time were a little bit. They had, I mean, to some extent, they had a little bit of cause, but at the same time, they weren't helping the problem. I feel like uh, once you bring Archer into the mix, like into the captain mix. Yeah. He's a little bit of a, even more so than Kirk, like he's a little bit of a uh, loose cannon is, is what I, the term I'm thinking of. Like, Agreed. Yes. Like he's kind of like, well, let's, we got to get out of here. You know, like, well, let's, you know, yeah, he's, what is he's, this? He's, they're messing with our minds. So then he immediately goes into angry archer mode. Right. He's just constant angry archer mode. And meanwhile, like Porthos has had puppies. It's all messed up. Mm -hmm. We're converging Genesis into this now. It's really mental. So I feel like we're running out of time here. So I think we need to wrap up some things. Unfortunately, God, we can do this all day too. We haven't even begun with the pairings here. I feel like, yeah, this has definitely become more of a, a story of how everybody got to the Nexus and how they get out as opposed to what kind of pairings would it be? Yeah. <laughs> uh, so I think I love your idea of Jet Reno kind of be the thing where like she's the one who realizes that things are wrong. Maybe she's the only one on the Discovery who realizes that things are off. And so she's drawn to the caravan and she's just like, okay, guys, I think I know what happened. And um, Side and idea. Okay, right. She's the only person who actually is having a Nexus fantasy on Discovery. Everybody else is off the ship. Why? Like, what is she because doing? Because the Nexus has pulled them into their fantasies. This is right at the very beginning. And suddenly she realizes, oh, where is everybody? Like, she has some weird semi-reality anchor. I don't know. Does that make any sense? Not really. Because, like, okay. if it was her fantasy, it would be filled with people on discovery like she wouldn't be alone on discovery yeah okay or like maybe her wife is on discovery or something i don't know oh okay yeah like her wife is alive and on discovery or yeah. something like that because she loved she loved being on discovery so much that she was joining the two that's kind of what i was going for right so the fact that i mean she loves the fact that her wife is here but it's too good to be true and she knows it bam she snaps out of it 
And then she snaps out of it. She's with the caravan. And then Spock says, Jet, do you remember me? And Jet's like, oh, maybe about 40 years ago or something like yeah. that. You know, you've aged. Yeah. And you've aged horribly. Yeah. <laughs> so that kind of thing. Like, and so they're talking, they know each other and they're catching up. And she says, like, did you ever find out what happened to us? And Spock's like, no, what did happen to you? She's like, I don't know. I just like we we left and then I was here. And that's when they all put it together and says, like, okay, this is how we all get out of here. Jet, since like we figured out that you can go anywhere at any time, maybe that's a way that you can prevent all of this. Because like, let's see if it actually affects time as well. If we decide to leave, maybe we have that power and they kind of test it out. And maybe that's where, you know, maybe that's where Guinan comes in. I don't know. Um, <laughs> Actually, I don't even think we need Guinan in this where Jet Reno goes back to quote unquote real time. And maybe it's as simple as altering the frequency of whatever fracture subspace or what have yeah. you. Nobody even has to know. No, she no, that's exactly it, what I was going to say. And then everything goes as normal. And then whatever we see in Disco Season 3 that proceeds as if nothing ever happened. She's the only one who knows that this thing occurred. Bam. Right. And then basically we have a Voyager-esque reset button where none of that ever happened. Right. Because a la timeless. Jet, yeah, a la timeless. And so Jet went to Discovery, changed the frequency, and everybody was pulled out as if they were never pulled in. Yes, yes. And so then we have the coda at the end, a la timeless, where we get the message from Jet to Jet. Hey, buddy, how you doing? Here's what happened. Remember? Exactly. I yes. remember. And that's the story. Bam! Okay. Fun little romp in the Nexus. There you go, folks. It wasn't exactly what we thought it was going to be, but that happens all the time on Punch It! because you never know what is going to happen. The only <laughs> constant it. is change. So thank you very much for listening. Make sure to go to thenerdparty.com for all of our backlogged episodes and all of our other shows. We've got Star Wars shows, other Star Trek shows. we got a uh, Doctor Who show, a Harry Potter show. Uh, we got so many different things coming at you every single day of the week, so make sure to check it out. And uh, if you want to write to us and give us a give us an idea of what you'd like us to talk about, you can go to thenerdparty.com slash contact, select punch it from the drop-down menu, fill out the form. It'll send us an email, and we'd love to hear from you. You can also reach out to us on social as well. We're on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. You can find me personally on Twitter, at the Insane Robin. You can find me at Oh the Profanity. And while you're at it, if you want to go to iTunes or Apple Podcasts or whatever the hell it's called nowadays, right. uh, you can give us a review. That would be really great. If you give us a five-star review, we'll mention you on the show. So uh, next week is going to be a whole lot of fun, but you need to tune in to find out what it is because no matter what it is, we're going to punch it. Ready for warp, sir. Let's punch it. Join the revolution. Join the nerd party.